just wanted to focus for a few minutes on um, Luke chapter 2, verses 16 to 19. Hear the word of God. So the shepherds hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you so much for your word. And we thank you for uh, your grace shown to us through Jesus. And now we pray as we uh, focus on this passage that our hearts and minds would be uh, open to you. And that you would be transforming us by your grace and by your spirit. And uh, just be in my mind and my thinking and my mouth and my speaking. May I speak only uh, your words in Jesus' name. Amen. And so the people who heard the shepherd's story were, uh, were amazed. It says everybody was amazed when they came and showed, shared this news with them. But being amazed or being astonished doesn't mean that your life has changed by that news. And it would appear that uh, once things settled down, most of these people went on living their lives as they, as they always did. And we can have the same attitude with regards to Christmas. We're amazed by the story. We get caught up in the spirit of Christmas. Uh, we may even believe... That the, uh, that the events that are recorded in the Gospels about Christmas is true, but we are not changed by it. It doesn't transform our lives. We're basically just as much uh, depressed or just as much afraid or ashamed or anxious or driven or selfish or empty as we always had been. Why? I believe it's because we don't do what people like Mary did. It says, we are, we are told that Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. In other words, she took what the shepherds said to her and to the others. She, she thought about it. She reflected upon it. She took it to heart. She thought through the implications. What things specifically? Well, uh, no doubt it included not only the appearance of the angels, but the message that the angels told the shepherds. Right? The good news of great joy that a Savior had been born, who is Christ the Lord. That the angels together said, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. But you cannot hear and really think through the implications of this and go on with life as usual. But we can so often get so caught up in the busyness of Christmas that we don't take time to just ponder and just think about it. That Mary treasured what she heard means that it affected her heart. It affected her emotionally. Uh, she kept this news alive within it, within her. And she savored it. She stored it away. And she would pull it out and think about it again and again. What was it that those shepherds said? What was that good news? And, and so for her and for us, as we think it through, it's, it's not only that this is good news, but it's good news for me. It's good news for the world. A Savior has been born, not only to the world, but a Savior has been born to me. 
God knows me and he loves me. He sent Jesus for me and my sins are forgiven. I have peace with God. Now, Mary wouldn't know at that time how everything would play out, how Jesus would save us. But we, of course, do. 30 years later, Jesus would be crucified on a cross, dying in our place for our sins. And then three days later, he rose from the dead, defeating death itself, our greatest enemy. So in other words, the gospel good news is not about what I do in order to save myself, but what God has done through Jesus in order to save me. He lived the life I should have lived. He died the death I should have died. He rose from the dead and offers salvation to those who believe. So do you want to know the great joy Christmas was meant to give? You don't begin by adopting an ethic or turning over a new leaf or making a resolution. You begin with Christ by believing the report about what has happened in history. And then you ponder it. So much of, and and we ponder about a lot of things, all sorts of things. When you think about it, uh, much of our mental and emotional health issues are a result of pondering, right? We ponder an offense and it leads to bitterness. We ponder a rebuke and it gives birth to self-pity. We ponder loss and it develops within us grief. We ponder disappointments, and it leads to depression. We ponder an uncertain future, and it stirs up worry. We ponder vulnerability to disease, to pain, to poverty, to bullying, to rejection, to an accident, to tragedy, to pandemics, and it leads to fear. What does it mean to ponder Christmas? Well, then we're thinking about things like, did God really really become a human being? Did Jesus really live and suffer and die? Did he really rise triumphant over the grave? So we ponder what the angels said. Right? And they're filled with joy. And they're saying glory to God in the highest. You know, you, you, you think about, like, like if you've never been to Disneyland, but somebody that you know has been there, and they'll tell you, it's better. It is so great. It's a wonderful place. You've never been in Hawaii or the Grand Canyon or whatever, and somebody else is trying to describe it to you. But it's just like, ah, oh, but you got to go there to truly experience it. You know, the angels come down from heaven. And, and whatever ideas that we have about heaven is nothing in comparison to what it's really like. It's like the angels coming down. It's like, glory to God in the highest. On earth, peace to men with whom he is well pleased. And it's like, this, what we're experiencing right now is what you have to look forward to. You have no idea how wonderful God is. You have no idea how wonderful heaven is. That's where we live. That's where we come from. Do we ponder these things? Do we think about these realities? That God is for us. That God is with us. And in Jesus we have complete forgiveness. Total acceptance. We are loved unconditionally with an unchanging unfailing, never-ending love. That we have hope and peace and joy as we ponder these realities. 
even independent of whatever our circumstances may be. The shepherds went, went home. They went home actually rejoicing, the text tells us. Their circumstances were exactly the same that day as it was the day before. But everything, everything had changed as they themselves pondered the meaning of Christmas. Who could have imagined? As Scotty Smith, uh, another pastor, says, this child was the one by which one day all oppression will be stopped, all chains will be broken, all injustice will give way to justice, mourning will be replaced with gladness, broken hearts will become healed hearts, despairing hearts will become praising hearts, and the disfavored will become the favored of the Lord. In the song, um, Mary, did you know? It says, um, Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? This child that you delivered would soon deliver you. Mary, did you know that your baby boy is Lord of all creation? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day rule the nations? Did you know that your baby boy is heaven's perfect lamb? That sleeping child you're holding is the great I am. Mary, did you know? And I would argue, yes, she did. How? By pondering Christmas. She knew. Do you? Ponder these realities of Christmas. Treasure them. Think about them. Not just today, but every day. Play them over and over and over again. Read about them regularly. Meditate upon the promises of God and the beauty of the gospel. Give thanks day after day that the Lord has come as Savior. Reflect on the good news. When you're afraid, when you're tempted, when, you, when you've lost something or lost someone you love, in your depression, in your doubts, in your pain, in your failure, in your sin, Christ the Lord, the Savior, has come. He has come for the world. He has come for you. He loves you. He is for you. He is with you now and always. Amen. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you that you, the eternal God of heaven, took on flesh, becoming one of us in order to save us from our sin. May we treasure up this good news. May we ponder it until it ignites us and has the effect that it is intended to have, leading us to turn from our sin and put our faith and hope in you so that we might be forgiven and receive everlasting life. For those who have never put their trust in you, Lord, we pray that this would be the day when they say to you, Jesus, thank you for coming for me, for living the life I should have lived and dying for me the death I should have died. And I believe that you rose from the dead and asked that you would forgive me of my sins and give me everlasting life. And thank you, Lord, that that's a prayer you love to hear and promise to answer. The angels declared peace on earth. And we pray for peace through the power of the gospel. Peace in our hearts, wherever there is anxiety or depression or worry or fear or grief and loss and guilt or shame. 
Peace in our relationships where there is strife, abuse, hurtful words, disconnect, coldness, anger. Lord, peace in our city where there is crime, violence, unemployment, addiction, poverty, loneliness, homelessness. Peace in our worlds where there is war and oppression and terrorism and racism, injustice. Lord, speed the day of your second advent when you will wipe away all tears and banish death and make all things new where you will reign and peace will never end. And now, Lord, we pray the prayer that you taught your disciples to pray, saying, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.